Hi, I'm Cameron Kite. I'm Tatum Register. And I'm Denise Soriano. And, and this, this is, is the Devil's, Devil's Advocate, Advocate Podcast. Room 204 is a podcast made by us, the Devil's Advocate staff, where we talk about everything from music to news to local stand events. On this episode, we'll be talking about the potential of mandating the COVID-19 vaccine, the one-year anniversary of the Capitol insurrection, and the careers of notable Stanton alumni. So, welcome back to Room 204. We have been gone for a minute, but we are back to bring you the latest Stanton news as well as current events. With the COVID-19 vaccines, now available at school as well as testing, many people are again debating over whether vaccines should be enforced, such as the PCV-13 and hepatitis B vaccines. On Wednesday, August 4th, Mayor Lenny Curry encouraged COVID-19 vaccine, saying they were the best tool to control the further spread of COVID. However, he also said, I am not mandating a vaccine. What are y'all's thoughts? I think that um, in his case, he thinks that supporting the vaccine, like, for people and also not mandating it is different but at the same time if you fully believe that um that vaccines are actually the greatest tool to end the pandemic and if you Mm -hmm. actually want to end the pandemic then mandating Mm -hmm. vaccines would be the way to go especially since it's not like the first vaccine to be mandated Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i agree with you these i think that vaccines are super important at this point in time with the country I feel like the epidemic is spreading at such a rapid rate that we just need to use masks and accommodate as well as we can because that's how we can solve the problem. Right. Yeah. Because like, sorry, oh, go ahead. Okay. Um, in other countries, like I recently went to the Philippines mm-hmm. and they'd have testing sites or no vaccine sites everywhere, and it would be like maybe hundreds of people in line waiting to get like both their first two doses and the mm-hmm. um the booster shot compared to here like they're promoting it so much like like literally um like trucks with just the vaccine like at football games and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and here like if you enter if you get a vaccine you automatically are entered into a raffle for like a lot of money mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. even with all of those we still have like not sufficient vaccination rates to get herd immunity um we're the country with the most COVID vaccines and we're the ones with the lowest vaccination one of the lowest vaccination rates um in terms of how many vaccines we have available yeah because we have such like an abundance and i know you were saying in the philippines where it's like trucks of people you can go to your local like walgreens and just schedule one so the fact that it's so like you can do it from your couch at this point and it's like The, pe- the fact that people are still refusing to, like, just even put in the little effort that it goes to click a couple right. buttons, it's like... Like, I just want to understand, like, where they're coming from, because, mm-hmm. like, the- some of these people that are against the COVID vaccine aren't against all vaccines, just specifically this one, which I don't really get what the difference is. Yeah, because yeah. such as, like, hepatitis B or the, like, PCV-13, those are mandated to be able to even enter school, mm-hmm. so... Also, like, the flu shot, like, I know some people, like, are against that as well, but I know a lot of people say that, like, oh, how come you have to get it every year if, like, it's supposed to work? And people don't understand that, like COVID, flu evolves all the time, right. mm-hmm. and getting those current vaccines are just doing it for the new strand, so you don't get sick. Mm-hmm. And I think that for all of those who 
oppose wearing masks and I feel like masks are ineffective. I think that vaccines are like the adequate response mm -hmm. to the pandemic. So I feel like the bare minimum that people can do is get the vaccine if they're not going to wear the mask. Right. Also, it's like a lot of stuff has come out in um, in that same interview. Marilyn Curry also like talked about how it's awful to like see these people in the hospital like begging for the vaccine. I feel like if mm -hmm. you see something like that and you're still against it, it's mm -hmm. like right. It's just such a moral thing. Right. And like so many will take all the way until like their deathbed until mm -hmm. they finally believe that the vaccine could have prevented their covid. It's just really like yeah. It's sad. It really is. As you all may know, our current month is January, and January 6th marked the one-year anniversary since the Capitol insurrection. A little bit of background is the joint session of Congress was set to convene on U.S. Capitol Hill to certify Joe Biden's electoral vote, and this prompted thousands of Trump supporters who gathered near the White House to hear him speak, and Trump tells the crowd to never give up and never concede. Mike Pence, his own vice president, decides to go against Trump's wishes. In a letter, Mike Pence writes, my oath to support and defend the Constitution constrains me from claiming unilateral authority to determine which electoral votes should be counted and which should not. The protesters at 1 o'clock p.m. began to storm the outer police barrier around the Capitol. Then at 1.05, Speaker Nancy Polish calls the joint session of Congress to order. Trump ends his speech saying, we're going to the Capitol at this moment. Then at 1.30, protesters begin climbing to overcome the police, and they climb the back side of the Capitol building. Cheers from the protesters carry on behind the scenes, and a mob breaks through the final police barricades at the steps of the Capitol. As the proceedings continue, the violence continues as well. And interestingly, according to NPR, the Justice Department has brought conspiracy charges against about 49 defendants, finding them to have ties to extremist groups such as the Proud Boys or Oath Keepers. Several resolutions have taken place, such as more than 725 people have been arrested in connection with the Capitol riot and at least 165 have pled guilty and 145 were charged on misdemeanors and the rest felonies. Trump is a defendant in several lawsuits being brought about by various police officers or lawmakers in connection with the January insurrection. But I have a question for you guys. So what do you think could have been implemented to prevent this insurrection? I... I honestly feel like he should not have made the speech in general because I, mm -hmm. I do get like doing like a congratulatory speech to like against your opponent, but this, this was not necessarily that. This was right. <laughs> him telling like his supporters like, oh, like we're not going to stand for this. Like don't concede. Right. And I feel like he really prompted this. And 
And as a president, I feel like you should keep more of a professional level, especially after having lost the election. Right. Mm-hmm. But throughout his presidency, he's proven time and time again that professionalism isn't his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's honestly how he relates to a lot of his supporters, I think. Like, mm-hmm. because he's not professional. Because he brings out that part of them that, like... Emotional. That, yeah. yeah. Right. And also... Um, like, he's, he says that it's not his fault, but even him just, like, questioning, like, the basic electoral college and the basic mm-hmm. voting system of, of his own country mm-hmm. um, as unfair, mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't make sense. It's very contradictory as, like, the president. He just did tell his protesters, we are going to the Capitol. Right, right, right. And I believe he also had some tweets pertaining to the topic. Yeah, so um, to start off, some context, um, when a lot of Black Lives Matter protests were going on, um, and there was, there was some violence that occurred there, but majority of them, like an overwhelming majority of them were not violent in all ways. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he tweets on 7-27-2020, um, anarchists, agitators, or protesters who vandalize or damage our federal courthouse in Portland or any federal buildings in any of our cities or states will be prosecuted under our recently reenacted Statues and Monuments Act. Minimum 10 years in prison. Don't do it. And then, on the day of the insurrection, um, he tweets, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Wow, yeah. that's about as contradictory as it <laughs> exactly. can get. Exactly. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the protesters, or not protesters, the, the, the rioters from the insurrection, like, they were persecuted to an extent. Mm-hmm. However, the Trump's initial attitude towards it is still very different. He did not go against his own supporters as the way he did the Black Lives right, Matter protesters. Right. Mm-hmm. He was just, he like, for Black Lives Matter protesters, he was, like, threatening them with prison time. And mm-hmm. then when it came to his supporters, he was like, guys, stay peaceful, please. It's, like, that's it, not going to do anything. It is mm-hmm. hypocrisy because I know that they broke windows, they hit police officers. Um, it It is just hypocrisy right. at that point. Right. And, I mean, America is supposed to be, like, this amazing utopian democracy so how do you think a president filled with hypocrisy and controversy how do you think America reached this point well I think that a lot of presidents and politicians in general um, mm-hmm. are hypocrites you know um, mm-hmm. but with Trump he was just very like not just a hypocrite um, in his actions, but in his words, like he tells, like directly tell his supporters mm-hmm. to do things that that he was opposed to, mm-hmm. and um, I think it just left. It was just it went unchecked for too long. Yeah, and I agree. I feel like he did a lot of things for his reputation, mm-hmm. and I think that was not something a leader should be doing, or let alone someone that's leading our country. And I think even yeah. It's really prevalent in the capital insurrection because he even he at first he was showing his I feel like his true opinion and then he retracts those statements later after receiving mm-hmm. backlash. backlash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is just a thing where it's like if you sh- emotions should not be involved when you're leading a country, personal emotions, because 
if you want like something for yourself, but it's not for the greater good, I feel like as a president, you should choose what's best for your country, not mm-hmm. just what for you want and what would be best mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And you also can't make statements out, out of emotion. Mm-hmm. You have to really revise them and make sure that they're not directly expressing your personal thoughts but what's best for the country or many objective i think what trump does is instead of caring about the emotions of the people of his country he cares about his own emotions Mm -hmm. his own ego like he can't get hurt Mm -hmm. right right Mm -hmm. so as another question what do you think the insurrection means for america if what does it mean for the future of our democracy well, it's kind of sad that um, a whole barrier of police officers yeah, was overtook, right, like, right? they could have deployed, like, so many, they had so many um, resources, and mm-hmm. it's in the capital. So many, yeah. so many. Right, so um, I feel like it could have been prevented with our security. I feel like it's not, I feel like the instruction didn't prove that we have weak security, rather we mm. don't. Like, America didn't feel the need to employ it because, right, right. You know, And like, I, like, I think it's really notable that America had a different response to the Black Lives Matter protests mm-hmm. as compared to the Capitol insurrection because the Capitol insurrection involved a lot more violence. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there was more police brutality at the Black Lives Matter protest says a lot about America's true colors and mm-hmm. where we are socially. Yeah, because a lot of like the Black Lives Matter protesters, they were labeled like anarchists and vandals and stuff like that. But the people mm-hmm. who stormed the Capitol were labeled patriots. Right. And it's just... Right. <sighs> it's irritating. That's irony. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Y'all want to go into the next one? All right. So um, I wanted to discuss um, successful alumni from Stanton. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this, but Ned Fulmer from the Try Guys, um, who were, they were a popular group from BuzzFeed, but then separated off into their mm-hmm. own group. Mm-hmm. He was from Stanton, um, the artist of the popular song The Walk, uh, J-Dash, was also from Stanton. What? Yeah. I did right? not know that. Right? <laughs> um, we, ha- we have that on on the bridge cahoot. So that's why oh. I know. It's like a trivia question that we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's somebody who was in the Olympic trials for the U.S., Kendall Williams. He hmm. was also from Stanton. Also, there's a photographer from the New York Times, Jacksonville Magazine, and the Florida Times Union who went to sit in, right? Uh Um, And it's kind of weird how these people that, like, that come to my mind when I think of people who Mm -hmm. made a name for themselves that came from Stanton, none of them are really, like, academic. Like, you'd think Mm -hmm. maybe, like, a judge or, like, I don't know, like a famous surgeon or something. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. this school puts so much pressure on academics, Mm -hmm. um, you'd think that the people that make names themselves would be involved in the things that Stanton pressures us to work on. Yeah. Right. However, like, it's an artist, it's an it's a internet personality, an athlete, and a photographer. Those are the people that come to my mind. Because so they, they put so much emphasis on, like, getting down your APs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And while I do really appreciate events placement and it can do wonders for your college, mm-hmm. it's still weird how, exactly like you said, I picture, like, a doctor or like I know a lot of people who want to go into engineering but the people who've really made it are these like just creative and entertainment right exactly and I feel like at Stanton while we are we have a great reputation for having a wide variety of academic based classes I feel like we do not have enough electives that allow students to explore like their different interests or Mm -hmm. like have more music classes or more a fashion class maybe mm-hmm. where people can just 
learn who they are, find what they like to do, and become skilled at it. Right. Speaking of fashion, there's Mm -hmm. actually a famous fashion designer, well, not famous, like, successful fashion designer from Stanton. Mm -hmm. Um, Her name is Diane Ang, and she's a Chinese-American designer. She's now based in New York, and she was mm-hmm. featured on Project One, Runway. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yeah, but when when I brought up this topic, I didn't want to, like, act as if there's no successful, like, doctors, mm-hmm. lawyers from Stanton, right. because there definitely right. are. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even doctors, like, there's not really a lot of famous doctors. Yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. saying, like, people who, like, are well-known, mm-hmm. out, like, outside of those things are not academic, like, professionals. Yeah. Just not exactly what you'd think would come from such a, like a heavy academic school mm-hmm. and with such yeah. a high academic rigor. Mm-hmm. Right. You wouldn't right. expect you'd expect like that from like a creative arts school. Mm-hmm. But sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some politicians from Stanton. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Waltz is Florida's sixth congressional district representative, and Sulwin Carroll is um she served one term on the Alaska House of Representatives. And Angie yeah. Nixon is currently a Florida District 14 representative. So we do have some people who, you know, made a name for themselves in a in an academic setting. Um, but it's funny because the one of the first like popular people from Stanton um, were James Weldon Johnson and Jay, uh, right. Jay Rosamond Johnson, and mm-hmm. they wrote the um, Lift, Lift Every, Every Voice and Sing, sing. Yep, yes. which is now mm-hmm. like considered like the Black National Anthem. Oh, yeah. nice. It was first sang yes. by the Stanton Chorus, which is mm-hmm. cool because like what like Stan's history um the notable people from that are artists as well mm-hmm. that's such a cool piece of just like history that i don't think a lot of people know exactly. about because yeah. i feel yeah. like stanton as a whole can do a lot better with mm-hmm. informing students about the history of stanton like right. before it became the magnet and mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. the whole had image. all these accolades yeah. you know i learned yeah. the fact about james Weldon johnson from mm-hmm. the mosh like you know the oh, history nice. uh-huh. yeah really? i literally read it there and i was like this is Stanton? Yeah. No, like, like, my Stanton? I, I, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, you walk around Stanton and, like, you look around, but you don't really see any, like, plaque of James Weldon Johnson right. or any kind of commemorating statue or anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like Stanton could definitely contri- attribute those to the campus or at least involve the history of the yes. school a little yeah. more. Because mm-hmm. also a lot of thing, um, a lot of people don't know is that this is not the original Stanton. Mm-hmm. Because the original Stanton, I don't remember the exact building, it burned down. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why our newspaper is called, or not the newspaper, the yearbook is called the Phoenix. Right, because it like rose from mm-hmm. the house. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. And that concludes Volume 4, Episode 1 of Room 204. Thank you all for listening. And stay tuned for next month's episode. Thank you.